Support for this podcast comes from UCSF Medical Center. UCSF Medical Center is ranked the number one hospital in California by U.S. News and World Report. UCSF Health, redefining possible. Welcome back. It's the Brisbane Football Review, powered by Outside90.com. Outside 90 Fan Network, James Scott and Adam with you today, and we're going to go into our news and other stuff segment, but before we do that, you might be listening to us on iTunes or Audio Boom, and we would love to get some sort of reviews and ratings just so we actually know that people are enjoying us. So if you feel like uh, giving us a five-star rating on iTunes, nothing below <laughs> that, of course, and yeah, so give us some feedback. We'd love to hear it going into the finals because the Raw are playing in it again. I'm sure our parents would <laughs> help us out there. <laughs> That, that involves I was going to say, James just hit the five-star button a few times, but we need more. We haven't gotten a single rating yet. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure you can. Maybe someone listening through Outside 90 or something as well. All right, so news and other stuff. The uh, pre-game entertainment for the A-League was a National Youth League fixture, which the Raw won 4-3. Although I believe there was a bit of confusion in the excitement to post a result after the game. I don't know. I haven't got a clue. I blame Adam's new formatting oh, system. I, no, still come on. I still haven't got my. I haven't got the around working that out yet. <laughs> Adam, did you I'm, see that bus coming? You just threw you under. Yes, yeah. I did. I couldn't get out of the way. Yet, so, yeah. I'm just repeating a tweet from Saturday. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, we got we got around eventually. But teething problems. Yeah, that's okay. So it was four three. Who are the scorers, Scott? You just throw me under the bus there. They're on your <laughs> notes you and go. not on mine, so well played. I'm the host. Yeah. Okay, as I take the iPad off, James. <laughs> yeah, so Mustafa Jafari opened the scoring for Southwest Queensland, and then an absolutely fantastic goal from Thomas Fanning. The ball came over the top. Macklin Freck's come out too far, and Fanning's on the goal line and he's from the, just past the edge of the six yard box. It's gone straight across and in. Just a sensational goal. And then. So that's 2-0 to the to Southwest Queensland. And the Raw finally worked it out. Because the Thunder were playing a 3-5-2 system. Everyone's favourite at the moment. And for about half an hour, they couldn't work out how to break them down. And then they finally got it around the sides. And there are a few tapping goals for the Raw. Akbari scored, Yoon scored, Beekhurst, and Oliver Duncan scored. So some very, some good goals in there among... Now, you're telling us a little bit about Oliver Duncan. You're quite yeah. a fan of his, aren't you? I am. I think he's a really good young player to watch. I want to be careful about how I compare him, but the way he moves around the field, just the way he links up the play, creates chances, etc. It's very similar to the impact Thomas Broich has on the A-League side. I heard the comparisons of certain yeah. number 22 of ours. Yeah, it's very similar <laughs> to the way Thomas Broich impacts the A-League games. Now, it's a, at a different level, of course, and we don't want to put too much pressure on him, but he looks a really good young prospect and one worth keeping an eye on. And, that, and that's something, you know, it's fair enough to say. If he reminds you of someone yeah. in particular, yeah. it's... You know, it's like saying the striker in the similar mould of Thierry Henry. He might not be as good as Henry, but yeah. he's got that similar sort yeah. of sort of long, lanky style and, and whatnot. It does stand out with the young Raw because a lot of their other, a lot of the wingers we've seen come through are all pacey, direct guys who try to get to the byline, get crosses in, or get to the back post for a, a shot. That's not really the way Oliver Duncan plays, so it's very different for the young Raw. I think of all the all those the base of the, all the um, youth team at the moment playing in the National Premier Leagues, I think actually our whole front three. So, yeah. so it is it's Duncan, it's um, 
it's Yoon and, yeah. and uh, Finn Beekhurst. You know, yeah. they're, they're, they're all, I think they're all good prospects. I think, you know, that Raw, the, the senior side, you know, could be looking at, you know, in a year or two time to sort of fill him if, if, you know, players move on. Nathan Yoon did score again, so it's, I think it's five goals now in mm. six games or something. Oh, four and five, it's one of the two. And he's, he's another one who's quite impressive in the way he moves around off the front. He's taking advantage of, you know, having yeah. the opportunity to lead the line. Because I think we said Katabian's not eligible... And yeah. D'Agostino is on the bench for yeah, the A-League at exactly. the moment. So, taking, making yeah. the most of his opportunity. So, it was kind of cool having the game before the A-League. I would have loved to have gone, yeah. but we ended up staying late at work. It was. It reminded me of like the late 2000s when the Raw used to play their National Youth League games before the A-League side. Yeah, I think the, 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 the official, the the official crowd think was one eight seven two. So yeah. that was no, in the end day. It, the there was thirteen thousand that end up being there for the um, A League game. So you'd, you'd hope there'll be a few more. But I think as a first starter, I think you know what, it's, it's, it's more than that they get it any anywhere yeah. else in in um, in, in Brisbane yeah. or even in Queensland. So mm. there were a lot of Southwest Queensland Thunder fans there as well. And it, even if it's just a one off thing, it's a great opportunity for these young players to play at Suncorp yeah. Stadium because. Logic tells you all these kids aren't going to come through the A-League squad. It's just not going to happen. No, they're going to go to the victories or exactly. cities. <laughs> exactly, but you're not, not all of them are going to make it to the professional league, so it's a good chance to play at Suncorp Stadium for them. Yep, so quick recap of the Round 5 results. You've got Brisbane City 2-2 with Western Pride. You've got Redlands 3-4 over Northern Fury. Far North Queensland Heat 2-3 over Moreton Bay. Now, That's but, a Fury one beat Redlands 4-3, by the way. Fury beat Redlands? Yep. Was that a home game for them? It was in, in um, Redlands. Okay, so... Well, I suppose you wouldn't have had too many games up north no. at the moment. So. Stay safe up north, by the way. Yep. Uh, Gold Coast City 4-2 over strikers. That was a bit of a boil over. Yeah. Well, maybe not based on form, but... Well, that's what I said last week, um, Gold Coast City are kind of flying under the radar, and now, they're, no. now they've announced themselves as a genuine contender. They're right up there There might with be Olympic. some problems for, for the yeah. strikers out there at Meekham Park they might want to fix. And uh, was it Olympic Channel there, 2009 Manchester United <laughs> over Arsenal, 8-2 result? Yes. That's 16-2 and two for uh, yeah. Sunshine Coast. So. Big problems up on the Sunshine Coast. Now, 16-2 conceded, by the way. Yep. <laughs> All right, so the table, Olympic's still on top after their postponed, so they've actually got a game in hand. A uh, couple of other standouts, South West Queensland on the bottom of the table. I so. think they're better than that, by yeah. the way. They played quite well on the weekend. They were unlucky not to get something. Is it a case that they're just still getting settled in? Cause it could be, because I, I don't remember them playing a three-five-two last year. Mm. And the personnel they have for it is quite good, because their two strikers move around a lot and are very good. And over I think a long they're just season, trying to get used to it. And over a long season also, you'd want these guys, you know, you give them maybe four yeah. weeks to sort of get settled and now you might be looking for them to start picking up and as you were saying in against the Raw they were looking quite threatening yeah. for a while I will say if we can start the final series in the NPL right now with Olympic Gold Coast City Fury and Morton Bay that'd be fantastic oh, who'd be missing from that I know, who'd be celebrating yeah mm-hmm. I can't possibly work it out Alright, so round six fixtures. Friday, Redlands versus Gold Coast City and Morton Bay versus Western Pride. We should point out that a lot of these uh, yeah. game times will come with a caveat depending on how... The rain, yeah. yeah. the rain, which is... Just uh, thinking as you were saying it, if the rain holds off, I might go down to Redlands on Friday because that could be a really good game. Yeah, actually, i really got to go and see Gold Coast City at some point this year. Saturday, got Strikers versus Sunshine Coast, so I think Strikers will get back on the horse there. Far North Queensland against Olympic. Northern Fury against South West Queensland, and Brisbane City are hosting Brisbane Royal Youth at Spencer Park Saturday evening. Yeah, that's another one contingent on the weather, because yeah. it's right on the yeah. river, river there, so on the creek, sorry, and that's very much prone to flooding. So. As we know, with um, 
previous, sort of previous games, especially uh, pre-season games in the A-League, that, yeah, Spencer Park is one of those grounds where if it rains a bit, you, you're in trouble. The good thing is you'll probably hear about that being, if it is going to be postponed, you'll hear about that well before. Mm. That's one event. good thing I'm liking about the Football Queensland yeah. media is that they're sort of getting out in front of it and just going, nah, it's not worth it. Yeah. Something tells me most of these games this weekend will probably be postponed. Yeah, we're just looking outside right now and thinking it's going to get very, very wet. (laughs) So much for my plan to go for a run tomorrow or for the next month. (laughs) All right, Socceroos. We'll quickly touch on the... uh, They had a 1-1 draw against Iraq in Iran Yep. and then beat the UAE 2-0 last night. I think it eased a lot of people's nerves as well because a lot of people were getting... Very antsy about them not qualifying. Despite yeah. the fact they are still unbeaten in Group B, the only unbeaten side in Asian World Cup qualifying. As I pointed out in my preview for Outside 90 last yep. week, it was a little bit of the overreactions taking yeah. place where, you know, Postacoglu was coaching for his job or whatnot. And yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. He, he's a man for better or worse for the next year plus. Yeah. But It's still completely in the soccer's hands as well because they play Saudi Arabia at home in June. That's... If they, do, if they don't win that game, then you can start to panic. Yeah. Because that's think, the team they're going to have to overhaul. Yeah, I, 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 I personally think that, you know, I, I think UAE are done. I think... I think they're the eliminated. Word, officially uh, eliminated. Yeah, I think I think it, it comes down to the soccer is... You know, we, either, we either directly qualify for Russia or we'll have to go for the playoff route. Yeah. So, I, I just don't... Yeah, I think, you know, that win last night was telling. We, and I think we yeah. said that four out of six would be yeah. pretty much good enough. That's... What's happened? I, I think also yeah. people may be underestimating, you know, the sort of the perils of Asian travel, especially going to the Middle East and whatnot. And that, you know what? As long as you win your games at home, you know, drawing, you know, in a place like Tehran or you know Doha or some of these other places that so, we've gone through, you know, yeah, I think it's not such the worst thing. So I will say there's a very it, the second to last week could be really interesting because that's when Australia go to Japan. And you'd say right now a draw might be enough, but if let's say do the hypothetical, they beat Saudi Arabia, that puts them level on points with them. That's they August got thirty first. Yeah, Saudi yep. Arabia's plus eight goal difference, we're plus five, so we'd have to make up a bit of goal difference there. We go to Japan and get a point. They play, I believe, they're at home to the UAE, but they play the UAE, mm. who have nothing to play for, and they just might roll over and give Saudi Arabia three points there. Yeah, the final, the final round. Yeah, the final is, round is, is Japan Saudi, Arabia, and Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia, Japan, and yeah. us in Thailand. So. So at the very least, going into that final game, the Socceroos should be in a position. I think it's a case of yeah, we'll either finish first, second, or third. I I, yeah. I, I just cannot see unless, like I said, we lose all three games and there's a problem. But well, I, yeah. I don't think we can. I can't. Yeah. Yeah, and UAE also picking up you know six you know six to the last nine as well. So I think the UAE have kind of thrown a talent because Marty Ali, the coach, yes. resigned last night after the game. So I think they're they're done. For me, I think the Socceroos are going to get in an automatic qualifying spot. I still have yeah. total faith in Postacoglu and what I he's think capable of. Seven points out of nine should be enough. I've, if we're if we're doing predictions now, I actually think he'll be us in Japan that will auto, auto yeah. qualify in Saudi Arabia. Will be you know, they'll have to travel through Uzbekistan. I and wouldn't then... be underestimating Saudi Arabia. Oh, absolutely not. But been, that's how I think it'll pan out. They've been a bit of a surprise. In this but game. I still think the Socceroos have enough quality to get through. Yeah. Mm. We were going to talk about the new formation, but I think we're going to skip over that and just yep. say, you know, Postacoglu's clearly been learning from the likes of Antonio Conte with the three I at like the back. It. I like a three at the back formation. It I'm, was good. No problem with it. Yeah, I just think yeah, if, if the wingbacks do do more in defence and whatnot, don't give up much as much space as they have been. I think it's a work in progress, and you know what? It's something different. You know, you, you, you can't you can't just rest on the laurels and you know, expect the same because that's what people were. That's what people have been sort of clamouring for is you know for something different. And as Brisbane fans, so. we know Ange Postacoglu is 
That's strong with his quote. convictions. Yeah. And he's got the courage of his convictions. He's not going to back down from this. This is what he believes we need to play. This is what we're going to play. Yep. And, for, yeah, I think as Brisbane fans will say, you know, Postecoglou knows what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. And like I said, we know at least at least we'll have six game, six games, maybe even a seventh game between now and a p- p- potential World Cup, you know, berth. So of all the fans criticising Ange this week, I don't think there's been too many from Brisbane. No, we we know what he's capable yeah. of, and just wait. I've got a yeah. I've got a good feeling about yeah. this World Cup. Yeah. They might actually got win a, good a couple of games. Confederations <laughs> Cup, actually. But all right, so. One of those games you mentioned, Adam, is going to hopefully be in Brisbane, the final World Cup qualifier against Thailand. Mm. It's about time because it will have been... Maybe oh, in Brisbane. Yeah, yeah. it's being reported yeah. by Marco They've bid. They made a they've bid. bid. Yeah, and Alan Graham, the Suncorp general manager, was down there. Suncorp Stadium general manager last night was down in Sydney. And all which I think, I think is, it's about adding time. two and two together there, and they might be getting five, assuming that him being in Sydney means that he's getting instructions on what they need done for the field and all the rest of it, but... We'll see. It would be great to see them up here in Brisbane for the first time since 2012 in a qualifier. And I think, yeah, it'll be, and it'll be a, um, a game which obviously there will be a lot to play yeah. for, irrespective. It might be a case of, yeah, yeah. it might be, you know, that they sort of, we, we did the celebrate qualifying for directly or we could be commiserating that I we have to think, go via... I remember talking about it on the podcast. We thought we'd probably get the Thailand game. We've seen, <laughs> you've seen Thailand before. Nah. It's not, it's not going to be all that exciting and then... It, it might actually out, mean it something. It could be yeah. the game that matters. I, I do think the one thing this football community needs up here quickly, James, isn't so much the game, it's the fan day. Yep. You look at some of the stuff they had at North Sydney Oval on Sunday. There hasn't been that sort of event in Brisbane. The I last time they had an event like that then. was on the Gold Coast a decade ago. Yeah. So I think the opportunity for the kids to meet the players is almost more important than a game. But mm. And as much as we make fun yeah. of him, someone like getting to see someone like yeah. Tim Cahill up close, that's... For, for, an, for a kid, that's what you want. Oh, but, I think yeah. I think I mean, that's more than just kids. I think it's yeah. adults as well. All right, so in the other internationals, the main raw news, Daningham made his New Zealand debut yeah. in a 2 Congratulations to him. Yeah. Yep. In a crowd of, what was it? I saw it was like 500 and something. Oh, was it really? It was a tiny, tiny crowd. It could have been 5,000. I read it very quickly. Yeah. And someone there smuggled in an, a Wenger out banner. No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I think they played on. three at the back as well because he was playing right wing back, Daningham. So yeah. it seems like he did reasonably well. So congratulations mm. to him. Now... Uh, Marco Monteverde has been added again in the Korean Mail. He had the report that John Aloisi is set to re-sign for two more years. Mm-hmm. Assuming this is the case, yep. we were hoping it would actually be announced by now, but unfortunately we've stalled yeah. long enough. Is this the right move, Scott? I think given the options available, I think it's the right move unless you're going to go overseas and bring someone in. I can't think of an Australian coach at the moment who's available who would be an improvement. I think the one thing this football club needs at the moment is stability. And had John Aloisi is stability at the moment. Look at what he's had to deal with since he's been here. I think he's done a great job dealing with the off-field stuff. We can nitpick certain things on the field if you want, but in general, he's done really well to hold this club together. And what, third last year, possibly third again this year, he got us into the Champions League group stage. I think he's done a good job, all things considered. Yeah. Oh, look, I absolutely agree that, you know... At the end of the day, I think I think the, I think the squad. You always look at you know the squads so of where where they're at, whether they're so that that proverbial championship window. I think this I think this this squad, if they can keep keep a hold of them, you know keep keep hold of the core of it. I think we'll actually you know we'll be challenging you know next season. I think you need you know John Alwissi to be at the at the head of that. So look, I think it's the, I think it's the right decision. I think it's probably the only decision because I yeah. reckon a brain other than someone at completely out of left field. If he was to leave, who do who do we replace yeah. there and keep that continuity. The only name that really jumps out for me in terms of an Australian coach would be Mark Rudan, but 
Like, yeah, but I, I think there's him, a reason why Kovski passing over. Him, yeah, I and I kind of yeah. think that you know Rudan to Aloisi. I don't know if it's necessarily yeah. a big enough upgrade to. At best, it's a sideways if, move. If Rudan's name came up in two two years time, so for example, we fast forward two years, and you know the the the, the club has you know grown close to a championship and it's on the way down, then yeah, a, a coach like that's a rebuild. Yes, maybe. But I think this. I think the squad has still got a little option left. Yeah, well, another name that jumps out was Arthur Pappas, who's been a you know fairly I think regular. He's over in Saudi Arabia at the moment. Yeah, so but I mean, well, in, just in, without in two Adam years' think... time, yeah, yeah. Look, yeah. yeah. Also, the only the other reason why this is a no-brainer because if if Aloisi leaves, someone's got to be the the front of the face of the club, and Ross. You'd be look, no, you'd be, no, but you'd be looking at the backer group at that point because Ross would be out the door with John, so <laughs> that would put the focus back on the backer group. I think that's the last thing the ownership want at the moment. So I think having John Aloisi here is a safe option for them as well. And, he, and you're right, he is. Like, he does do a lot of, you know, yeah. he's like the face of Brisbane yeah. Ward, you know, and he does a really good job now. And I think that's something he doesn't get a lot of credit yeah. for and just, as well. Just from a, you know, quick thinking perspective, like one thing you notice when Aloisi's on TV, he does give off like a really good professional image. Mm. I remember watching him with the Socceroos last night. That's, and that's why I was saying that he doesn't get enough credit for that. Yeah. He does look very professional. And that's right. you, know, you want him representing our club. Even Mike Mulvey was really good on yeah. TV and Postacoglu was doing the Socceroos and A-League yeah. stuff beforehand. Well, Andrew's so, on TV before he was at the Raw yeah. anyway. Maybe, maybe we get Adam Sports. Peacock as the next Socceroos coach. <laughs> as the next Raw coach, not, I mean. Just not Bosnich. Just not, no, I'll, I'll take Bosnich over Craig Foster, thanks. Oh, true. Can you imagine? <laughs> true. I'd take Ben Affleck over Craig Foster. playing triangles in the six-yard box. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so it wasn't all rosy this weekend for the Raw as well. Carl Dodd has stepped down as high performance yep. manager. It came at 10 to 1 Saturday yeah, morning. That's bizarre. I think, and Marco also reported the um, physios, Tony Ganter. But they've all, they've all, they are about to leave at the end of the week or something. So, but I believe that has been sort of in the works for a while now, and they're bringing in someone from the UK. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, I think there may, there may be some an odd time, James, to be having this sort of restructure oh. in the medical department. You surely you do this in the off season, but yeah, it's not not ideal. But anyway, there's more to come from yeah. this story. I think. Adelaide fallout finalised. Ross Aloisi four game yeah. ban. Craig Moore one. Sounds like they've accepted the Ross ban as well because I haven't heard any more about it. Yeah, so. and, to, and to be honest, I think that's probably the best yeah. thing. Yeah, you know, if if for what he was defending, um, I think four yeah. four games is actually you know, the denials about punching punching you know Jacobo Mamalo and all that. If 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 that was actually proven, we would have got you know yeah. much more serious. So four games. Yeah. Deal, yeah. move on. Yep, he's back, he's back on the bench for the finals, which is what matters. So. And he'll also be on the bench for the Champions League yep. as well. That's one important um, uh, thing to bring up as well. Yeah, now, a story that did come out this afternoon, we're all a little bit yeah, intri- intrigued by, is Joe Coletti, the youngster who yeah. came o- came to the Raw this year. and Apparently he's off contract at the end of this like year. Sounds like agent speak, doesn't it? Sounds like he's considering a move. Or something. I thought he was contracted for another year, but... Mm. Sounds like he's considering a move or something. Who knows? Might just be agent talk trying to get him a new deal because he's. I think he's played more first team football than anyone envisaged happening, including himself. kind of out of necessity. Yeah, mm. I think it's and he's done an exceptional job. So you could argue, you could see why an agent would come and say, "Well, he deserves a new contract." But I think he's off contract. He definitely yeah. needs a new contract. He's a year ahead where we thought he would be. Like we, we when, when he first came to to the club, we thought, oh, he'll he'll play at youth. Yeah, he'll he'll dominate that. You know, being you know the Australian Joey's captain, yeah. we thought he'd do well. But to actually see him he'll break in next year, yeah. yeah. But to see him this year um, playing first team football and actually and not only do that, but actually make an impact, yeah. I think yeah, I think yeah, he's a year ahead of schedule. And you're right, I think it's agent talk. I would yeah. hope that he, you know after the opportunity that Raw and John Alwissi and, and Co have given him, I'd I'd hate for him then to you know 
take his tail and sort of yeah. take the next big. The one thing you don't want to do is go to say a Sydney FC and be a backup to O'Neill and Brilliante and not get a game. Yeah, well, it's like go back to his hometown Sydney or something. That's the last thing you want to do. Yeah, he's got to go somewhere he's going to play because I still firmly believe yeah. the best way to develop a young player is to actually play them. Yeah. Which I, I know I know it's this weird revolutionary thought. I know. <laughs> anyway, Scott, you just want to quickly mention the academy. Yeah, so the the new academy director Drew Sherman's come over and he's been pretty quick in formalising some links. I mean, I think last week or the week before they announced a deal with Olympic FC and this week it was with Gold Coast City. So it's a good thing. I think it's about young players coming in and getting opportunities if they excel down there. So and no it's, ro- it's a good it's a make it's a good way of making sure players don't slip through the net. Yeah, so ironically it's num- number one two teams in MPL yeah. at the moment. So <laughs> I don't good know it's dumb luck or or, or that, but yeah. So you're saying they're off to Townsville to tie for deal with the Fury next day. Well <laughs> if they have them, so Alright, so that's gonna be it for this segment of the Brisbane Football Review. We'll be back right after this. Thanks for listening to the Brisbane Football Review, powered by Outside90.com. Napa know-how. Napa guy knows not to judge a man by his car's multicolored paint job or absence of modern gadgetry. Who cares if it's technically old enough to vote and the windows are powered by the strength of your left arm? Your monthly payment is zero, and it'll stay that way. Because with over 500,000 parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep anything on the road. She may not be pretty, but she's all yours. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how.